Next on BYU Sports Nation, the New Year's Six Bowl Games. What are they, and how does BYU get in? It starts with winning. Virginia up next for the Cougars. The play-by-play voice of the Cavaliers joins us from Charlottesville. Plus, the leading scorer for BYU women's soccer, Ashley Hatch, in studio. And what the heck is a Wahoo? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, September 17th, what is up? BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Can I answer your question? What is Wahoo? Yes. I believe it was an old wooden ship used in the (laughs) Civil War era. (laughs) Ron, I highly doubt that the Cavaliers would be... No. No. (laughs) My name is Spencer Linton, alongside the creator of the Independent Conference sticker, Jerem Jordan. I still need to do that. At Art Director BYU, I'm calling you out. You live in Iowa, he's a BYU fan. Greg Welch, I believe is his name. He's an art director. He can make the Independent Conference sticker I would totally. that we've all wanted. We're so jealous of the Utah fans of the back. <laughs> I, was like, I, would to- I would totally sport one of those. <laughs> I seriously would put one on the back just because it's so <laughs> stupid. Hey, fantastic news, Jerem. What? The newest LeBron James shoes have been officially announced. You can buy them for a mere $200. That's it? On October 12th. Oh, what a, on Columbus Day, right? Or is that the Friday of that week? What a blessing in our lot. Hashtag blessed. I love shoes, but 200 I had a roommate. He knows who he is if he's listening. Manti Sua. Who had a ton of shoes. A ton of shoes. And I was like. Man, why do you have so much shoes? You're kind of like a girl. Why do you have so many shoes? You know, I was just messing with him. He's like, these shoes are like your concerts. I was like, oh, I get it. It's a hobby. (laughs) Do you actually wear them? No. So so as I was doing doing research on this, (laughs) LeBron James generated $300 million in his shoes alone. The crazy part, that's 10% of the Jordan brand on an annual basis. Wow. That $3 billion. That family heritage for me has been really nice. Hey, time to earn those dollars, Jerem. Yeah. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. You might as well start it off with today's Twitter question. What chance do you give BYU to get into a New Year's Six Bowl? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet in from at Together We Reach. Together We Reach. BYU Sports Nation, they have a better chance once they beat Virginia. There is one game, Virginia. Hashtag, this is not the quest. Hold on, that sounds like it needs a little of this. There is one game. Virginia. Saturday, 2.30 <laughs> Eastern, countdown to kickoff. That was nicely done. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The New Year's Six. BYU off to a 3-0 start for the first time in its four years of independence, and it's happening in the first year of the college football playoff and the implementation of the New Year's Six Bowl Games. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports wrote an article yesterday and said the question he's been asked the most is how does BYU Hmm. get into the New Year's Six? Let's explain. And I quote, The Cougars will have the same opportunity to qualify for one of those six games as any other team that doesn't automatically qualify. First, let's establish 
the New Year's Six. What are the New Year's Six? The Rose, Sugar, Orange, Fiesta, Cotton, and Peach. Six games, 12 teams. Two of those bowl games are semifinal games. They rotate on an annual basis. The other four will be the other part of the New Year's Six. Now, it's referenced New Year's Six because some will be played on New Year's Eve, some will be played on New Year's Day. Three of those bowl games are what we call contract bowls. Rose, Sugar, Orange. They have existing contracts with... Conferences. Power five yeah. conference teams. Notre, how does Notre Dame fit in? They're like a conference. They're like a Power Five team. They have a specific contract with the Orange, if eligible. So we have six games, twelve teams, six automatic qualifiers, champions of each of the Power Five conferences, and the best team from the remaining group of five conferences. That does not include BYU, Navy, Army. But Notre Dame is a Power 5 team. As Jeremy mentioned, they are tied into the Orange Bowl. They can play in the Orange Bowl twice in, in 12 years. So it's, it's an exception, but it's really not that much better so that, than so BYU. Yeah. Well, well, they have at least a tie with one of those bowl games, right? BYU, Navy, and Army are left out to dry in this, really. BYU has got to be an at-large into one of these six games. The Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the designated playoff games in 2014. In the Orange Bowl, and we're prognosticating here with how things have gone over the first few weeks of the college football season, the Big Ten champs most likely going to be left out of the college football playoff. Yeah, it all, it all stems from the playoff, right? There's a committee of 13 people who will make the decision on who is ranked what. And if you want to get into the specifics of that, go to collegefootballplayoff.com. They explain it. Uh, I like the way they do it. It's not like just rank 25. It's like rank 6. We'll figure out the top 3. Rank 6, the top 3 of that. And so on. So the top four teams, regardless of whether they are a champion of a conference or not, will be in the college football playoff. Then after that, the best uh, group of five team, highest ranked, will be in uh, will be in one of these New Year's Six. Then the rest of the teams get in, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Six. There are up to six at-large bids for the New Year's Six Bowl game. So you have the top four in the playoff, the group of five. Uh, you have the yeah, the top four have nothing to do with it, actually. It's the Power Five champs. It's the group of five best team, and then there are six other teams. It won't be this way every 12 year. Twelve teams, six games. This is the year for BYU to crack in because the host bowls are all open. They're the Fiesta. not contract bowls. They're open. They have no they ties right now. They don't have ties to... Power Five conferences. The Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl up for grabs with at-large bids. Generally, it's the best matchups with regional ties kind of woven in throughout that. So how does BYU get in? We've created a few steps. Number one, they have to be a top 10 team. That has to happen. Yeah, we don't know exactly where the line is, but we think, based on what we've researched, that if BYU is in the top 10, they're going to get into a New Year's uh, New Year's Six Bowl. Now, now this is the thing. If BYU's undefeated, I'm telling you, they'll finish top ten. They will. I know the strength of schedules in the 70s, whatever. Uh, doesn't matter how BYU's... If BYU's undefeated, to me, they're top ten at the end of the year. 2001, a long time ago, before BCS busters existed, BYU threatened as the first BCS buster in 01. BYU was 11-0, preparing to play Hawaii, and was ranked ninth. Or eighth in the BCS. I can't remember which one. They were top 10 at that time. And that was pre-respect for the best of the BCS Busters. Now BYU would be in a situation like that. To me, BYU would be like eighth if they were 12-0 at the end of the regular season. If BYU is undefeated, they'll be a top 10 team. 
They're already 21 at 3 and 0. Almost guaranteed to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, most likely the Fiesta Bowl. Don't agree with me? Maybe you'll agree with Jesse Palmer of ESPN, who joined us on BYU Sports Nation last week. You know, I think if they go unbeaten, then I, I, you have to take them seriously, no doubt about it, for a New Year's Six team. I think if they go unbeaten to me, because they will have already played Boise State, they will have played some other good teams on that schedule um, in the group of five, uh, then I think you have to take them seriously as a New Year's Six possibility. But I think that that is a realistic scenario to expect, especially if they're blowing people out mm. week in, week out, like what we've seen in the past. Jesse Palmer of ESPN on how BYU gets in. He agrees with us. And he mentioned blowouts. We talked about style points. I think whether BYU is uh, undefeated, regardless of how they played, I think there will be some blowouts in there. That New Year's Six is the thing. Like, the playoff is like 1% chance, people. If, if every other team has at least two losses and BYU is the only undefeated, it gets better, but it's not like, oh, they're probably in. It's like, think, top think about four? this. They've got to be serious. They've got to be one of the top four teams in the country. And that means two Power 5 conference champions are excluded from the playoff. But I'm telling you, like, every year, unless BYU goes undefeated this year and then, like, undefeated again next year, it'll be Power 5s in the playoff. Increase- so New Year's 6 is good. New Year's 6 is good. Increasing the chances for the New Year's 6, well, BYU could benefit from having as few undefeated teams as possible. Okay. So that they stick out. Exactly. You want to be noticed. They already are noticed, but if they're one of three or four undefeated teams in the country, you're in an elite group out of 128 Division I football teams at the highest level. Conference champions, you want to be in the playoffs. Big 12 champ, yes. Pac-12 champ, so, SEC champ. So if Michigan State's only loss is Oregon, and they're the best team in, I don't even know if they play in the East or West of the Big Ten, whatever. Let's say they play Wisconsin. The legends or the leaders. Now it's East and West, I think. But <laughs> they, it, if they play in the Big Ten championship, you want the best team to be represented. Because if not, then that's where, like, you know, hey, St. Mary's won the WCC tournament, so Gonzaga is going to get it an at-large for sure. And now St. Mary's is in the tournament, so that's one less at-large spot, right? The, you, you don't want that situation for BYU. You want the best four. Uh, hopefully the playoff is conference champs. That would be ideal for BYU. BYU is a team that will need some help. I mean, the Big Ten champ is a team that will need some help to get into the college football playoff. They've been relegated to that. Trevor Maddich of ESPN also saying BYU will need things to line up for them just like they did in that magical season of 1984. If BYU goes undefeated and they just eke out wins here and there, chances are pretty good they'll end up in the Miami Beach Bowl. But if BYU goes undefeated, regardless of how they do it, and they get the same off-the-field help that we got, then they have a chance to do some very special things from a standpoint of what comes their way from outside the program. Win them all, and we'll see. Yeah, and you can't control if you know Washington and Oklahoma and South Carolina or whatever in 84 lose. That just happened to work out for BYU. Undefeated in the top 10, I don't see any way the Cougars don't crack the New Year's Six. At Cougar Stats. I love at Cougar Stats. They're great. No, They tweet at us. No undefeated non-BCS or Power 5 team has been ranked worse than 10th before the bowl game since 2000. Exactly. Virtual guaranteed bid. Love it. FYI, four million bucks per non-playoff New Year's Six game per and, team. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing, everyone gets to share the the revenue, which this year it looks like is four hundred million, a little under four hundred million. BYU randomly, as an independent, their slice is about six hundred thousand bucks just for being a football team. Awesome. It's not as much as other people. But, but still, it's six hundred thousand hey, bucks. We'll take it. In our continuing efforts to not think about one game at a time. 
we are discussing the perfect season <laughs> and the bowl game possibilities. So let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What chance do you give BYU to get into the New Year's Six Bowl games at BYU Buckeyes? 3-0 is great, but a little premature to be asking this question. Hashtag beat Virginia. No, it's not. We're not the team. Come on, Paul. Hey, by the way, ESPN's Joe Shad just said that Jameis Winston is suspended for the first half against Clemson for inappropriate comments in public. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay, if you're a football player, take it easy right now. Can, we, can you just Calm avoid doing down. anything weird or illegal or inappropriate? It is a bad time for football players right now. At Wife for Life. Zero percent if BYU doesn't reach 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, etc. So shake the eight ball and ask again later. <laughs> People, if BYU loses, the conversation's over, so let's converse Let, now. Let's talk about it let's now. Let's converse now. Oh, it's so early. Is it? Really? BYU's then, the talk of the nation Then right why now. is everybody talking about yeah, it? Why is Jerry Palm being asked that question more than any other question? We're not doing anything that ESPN's not, that CBS Sports Network is not, right? At Yeti Azul. 100% chance BYU plays on New Year's. Blue goggles! Oh. Yes! Blue goggles. Nice. Yeah, I, I, chances are BYU loses the game. It's tough to go undefeated. But what if not? What if they win every game? Good news for Hebron Fangupo, former BYU football player, signed to the Washington Redskins awesome. practice squad. What is a Wahoo? You know what? We're going to the source. We ask the voice of the Virginia Cavaliers, Dave Kane, next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Wahoo! He's at Wahoo Void. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. If you're new to the program, first of all, welcome. Secondly, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Saturday, 2.30 Eastern Time, BYU and Virginia watch the hour-long live pregame show on television. Countdown to kickoff live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium as we get ready for BYU versus Virginia. Our Twitter question today, what chance do you give the BYU football Cougars to get into a New Year's Six Bowl? Use the hashtag BYUSN when you send in your responses. Making his BYU Sports Nation debut, the voice of the Virginia Cavaliers, Dave Kane. Dave, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Guys, appreciate you having me on. Really looking forward to getting out there and seeing all the Provo has to offer. Have you trained for the altitude in Provo? Are you going to be ready to go <laughs> one through four in quarters? Well, you know, I, I grew up at about a mile high in Colorado, so I, I should be pretty acclimated to it. But uh, <laughs> now the way the rest of the guys are, no, no, no predictions there. Okay, let's get this out of the way. We hear the phrase Wahoo in connection, a nickname, you know, with Virginia sports. Tell us what a Wahoo is and how that came about. Yeah, this is kind of a funny deal because I get this question a lot for a lot of the programs we play that we don't normally. You know, Virginia is one of these programs that's just so steeped in so much history, not just the program, but I mean the university as a whole with Jefferson and all the background and everywhere you walk, you feel like you're walking on a historical landmark. But it, the, the history behind what a Wahoo is, it was around the turn of, I want to say around 1900, maybe late 1800s, Virginia's fans would uh, come to games, and it's as simple as this. Their fans would chant, their, their cheer would be Wahoo 
And so the rest, as they say, is history. I wish it was a little more glamorous than that, but that's where it all started. <laughs> Wahoo-ah. Okay. I wonder how Thomas Jefferson feels about that. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we haven't been able to consult with him, unfortunately. <laughs> Dave Kane, the voice of the Virginia Cavaliers on BYU Sports Nation. This is an interesting football team that's coming into Provo. Under Mike London, you pick up your first ACC win in a long time. You beat a ranked opponent in Louisville. Really emotional. Fans storm the field in, in Charlottesville. What's the feeling now as you come to Provo about where this program is in relation to the powers of national college football? You know, I think for the first time in a long time around here, there's a feeling of hope. And uh, yeah, I think from a year ago, well, really the last two years, Virginia has won a, a big non-conference game early in the season, but they have failed to do anything beyond that. And, and I think a lot of folks feel like that win against BYU last year was a good non-conference win for this program. But obviously, Virginia just foundered from that point moving forward, going 2-10 in one of the longest seasons in Virginia football history. Now, a lot of those guys are back from a year ago with some key additions and some, I, to my thinking, some real key maturation. This was a team that had very few seniors, only five seniors that played last year. They didn't know how to handle a lot of the things they went through. That's been the biggest difference this year. And I, I sometimes you hear guys say things, some of the student athletes on the teams that you cover, and you think, all right, that's lip service. I don't know that I feel that it really is this year. They had a players-only meeting on Sunday following the win against Louisville. It was called by the captains, and these guys were saying, look, we need to do what we haven't done the last two years. We're tired of winning these games early and then watching the other teams that we beat play in bowl games at the end of the season while we're sitting at home. These guys are seniors saying this is our last chance. I think that that has been the sentiment that has really carried this program and been the biggest difference here this season in 2014. Now, granted, it's still a small sample size. So now where does this team go from here? Do they repeat the mistakes of years gone by the last two years? Time will tell. Or is this a team that's going to make that change and kind of make that next leap? And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, a players-only meeting after a win against a ranked team. I think that says a lot about, like you said, the aims and goals of some of these seniors. Now, is a bowl game the goal for Virginia this year? No question. I think that this team wants to be playing, and at this point, I think this team expects to be playing in the postseason. The challenge is Virginia's playing as hard a schedule as you could make the case anyone in college football. This is three games against top 25 teams to start in the first four games of the season for Virginia. They're one of only two programs in the country that can say that, having played UCLA, who was then ranked number seven in the country, and then, of course, last week, Louisville, and now you guys. And then the team that wasn't in the top 25 was a top 20. 25 team for what it's worth in the FCS in Richmond, but but nonetheless, it doesn't get a whole lot easier. When you look at Virginia's schedule moving forward, the challenge is going to be winning a lot of these 50-50 games, and, and there's going to be a number of those moving forward. The Coastal Division and the ACC has good teams, but not great teams. You don't have too many of those juggernauts that you just can't beat. Virginia does have to play at Florida State. I think a lot of folks look at that game as one that's going to be a major uphill climb, but you've got games that are win- winnable, but they're also very Losable. So that's the position Virginia's in right now. This season really could. I mean, the, the difference between winning and losing is going to be about as, as fine a line as I can remember in recent years. Dave Kane, the voice of the Cavaliers on BYU Sports Nation. Mike London has gone through some really rough times, and that's probably an understatement. He was understandably emotional after the win on Saturday. What does that win do for him and the program moving forward? 
Uh, I think more than anything, it proves that they can win games and find ways to win games under adverse circumstances. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that game, but yes. Virginia had the lead. And then here it is in the fourth quarter, into my way of thinking, and I understand officials have a very difficult job. It's on the spot. But it, it was, there was a roughing the passer call against Virginia on third down, Louisville at Virginia's 10. The pass ultimately relate, resulted in, a, in, a, in an interception for the Cavaliers, but it was overturned by, I'm going to say, it, a very controversial pass bogus. interference call. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I agree, and I, I we we I usually don't like to kill those guys on the air, but we had a hard time holding back on that one. I mean, you know, there was no advantage gained clearly, but we, you know, we could go on and on about that. But you know, at the end of the day, Virginia had to live with it, and they still found a way to win that game, even though one play later, here comes Louisville for the go-ahead points. It put them ahead, and years gone by, maybe Virginia folds under those settings, but they found a way to get a win. And as you guys know, winning is contagious, losing is contagious, both directions. So, you know, the hope around here is that Virginia is starting to find a way and learning to win games that they haven't in the past. And I think not only from a fan's perspective in terms of winning fans back, because I do think it slowly starts that process, but just from this team's confidence standpoint, their psychological standpoint, they're starting to learn to win games. And in in two years ago, I remember back to the year that Virginia went to the, the Peach Bowl, you're talking about a team that, that had a number of those close games, but they just somehow found ways to win. And the similarity between that team and this team is the fact that there was senior leadership. And I just think there's no understating the value, I should say overstating the value, of having some guys that you can lean on in that locker room during those tough times. What's the perception of BYU since they did play last year, Virginia and BYU? Virginia wins a close game, a weird game with the weather delay and everything. What's the perception of BYU now that BYU's ranked and a year later with similar guys? Well, I think Virginia players, coaches, and fans realize that the Cavaliers are – when I looked at this game on the schedule, I thought this and the Florida State game were going to be the two toughest games Virginia had on its schedule. I, I just know how tough it is to win in, in that stadium that you all play in. It is no easy feat. And I know that uh, with the players that you have back and a veteran quarterback in Taysom Hill and that Bronco Mendenhall-led defense uh, that's always strong under him, that it was going to be a challenge. And the other part, you, you know that – these guys remember a year ago. Granted, it, does it play a huge role in this game? Probably not. But I do think that there's a healthy amount of respect for the Cougars. And, and I think Virginia also recognizes they, they got away with one last year in that win against BYU. But, again, those are those plays that, that you thought maybe would that that unfold more of those types of wins as the season progressed. Well, it didn't happen that way last year. You wonder if it will start to happen that way this year for the Cavaliers. But it's a healthy dose of respect. Long story uh, made short from Virginia as you look at what BYU brings and what they're about. Virginia brings in a star-studded defense with Anthony Harris and Eli Harold and Max Vallis. Guys that, let's be honest, will probably play at the next level in the NFL. What's the most underrated part of the Virginia Cavaliers football team? Oh, that's a good question. Underrated part, I will say I think that linebacking core for the Cavaliers, Henry Coley, who probably is the biggest, well, it's hard to say he he versus Anthony Harris, who's a bigger leader on this team, but I, I think Henry Coley, a guy who's not been blessed with tremendous athleticism in that middle linebacker spot, but his ability to run this defense and get plays in, and uh, to me, one of the greatest parts of this young season so far was watching uh, Henry Coley go against Brett Hundley, the quarterback for the, for UCLA. Uh, he said going in, Coley told me, this is going to be a chess match. i got to be able to watch him and track him down. He 
did an unbelievable job against Hundley in that offense. UCLA only scored one offensive touchdown in that entire game. They scored 21 points off of turnovers. The defense was outstanding against this, you know, prolific Heisman candidate and Hundley. And Coley was a big part of the reason why he and Daquan Romero, the other linebacker veteran in that linebacking core, have been terrific in terms of just really knowing where to be. Now, again, the athleticism isn't always there for for Coley in particular, but but his ability to set his teammates up, and that's going to be a key in this game on Saturday. I, there's no doubt in my mind when you're going against a read option attacks, not, not drastically different from UCLA, perhaps more like a, a Georgia Tech team just because of all the different options that you have. But I think that discipline and lining people up in the right places is going to be huge to try and prevent those plays from breaking down. To me, the matchup to watch on Saturday is BYU's rush offense versus the front seven of Virginia. I think that's going to be so interesting to watch. What's the matchup you're looking at? Yeah, I think that's going to be intriguing. That's one of the ones I'm going to be watching, certainly. The other one is I'm curious to see if Virginia's passing attack can establish itself against BYU. Uh, I I think the the Cougars' run defense has obviously been sensational and Let's be real. For the Cavaliers, the rushing attack has been a bit of a challenge with a uh, remade offensive line from last season. But I think from a passing standpoint, Grayson Lambert is the quarterback. Now, there's still a chance we'll see Matt Johns, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got in there at some point this weekend. But uh, last weekend, Grayson Lambert, a first-year starter, kind of started to establish himself against Louisville. It wasn't a sensational game, but it was a good game. This guy does have tools. He was a guy who was recruited and offered by Alabama, along with a number of the the big schools out there, a four-star recruit, a big arm, big upside, but he's learning his way. He's got great targets to throw to, though. I think Virginia is one of its great strengths this year is that receiving core. Big receivers that will go up and get the ball in a way that we haven't seen in the last six years at UVA. Uh, I think that's going to be intriguing to see if they can get anything going against the the, uh, BYU defense, at least through the air. I was talking to one of your colleagues last night, Jay James, and we had that discussion that Virginia has to pass the ball if they hope to escape Provo with a win. Who's the guy, besides Grayson Lambert with his arm, that is the best offensive player for the Cavaliers? Offensively, well, you know, uh, in terms of the passing attack, I think one of the great things about it is there isn't just one guy. There are a number of different options that the Cavaliers have been able to turn to. Darius Jennings, the the senior, is is, is the smallest of the guys. But he's also probably the fastest, and he's proving to be the most reliable after he's had some inconsistencies through the years in the past. He's had some drops that really hurt the Cavaliers. But he, he seems a little bit more like a remade guy. But then there's a ton of these young receivers that uh, have been really turning heads. A redshirt freshman, Andre Livroni, a true freshman, Donnie Dowling, uh, another young guy, Kanan Severin in his first year really playing with any significance this year, Keon Johnson, a sophomore. All these guys are 6'2 plus in height. and and they can go up and get it. Miles Gooch last week, uh, uh, sort of an unsung hero, fifth-year senior, uh, came up with a huge 50-yard catch and a touchdown catch last week uh, against Louisville in that game. So a lot of different guys you can turn to. But the one guy I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention was, is Kevin Parks. Kevin has been such a steady contributor, a workhorse uh, running back for the Cavaliers, over 1,000 yards last year, the leading returning rusher in the ACC, just hasn't been able to get going so far this year, and uh, some of that probably is attributable to that offensive line, but he's a guy that's steady, and he came up with some hard-earned yards last week against Louisville to ice that game when Virginia needed to keep that that ball away from from the Cardinals. You know, one of those, everybody in the stadium knows you're going to run it. Can you get the yards? He yeah. did last week. Dave, why is Virginia leading the nation with 13 forced turnovers through three games? 
It all starts and ends with those two guys you just mentioned, Max Vallis and Eli Harrell. It is pressure, and it is steady pressure that comes throughout the game in waves. And I think that when you bring pursuit like that, whether it's against the ground game or the passing attack, it forces turnovers. And it's something that's eluded the Cavaliers for the last six years as well. Over the last six years, Virginia was minus 38 in turnover margin. So this is a major leap for the Cavaliers to, to come into this game, having forced 13 turnovers and sitting plus five in the turnover margin. I mean, that has been so big for this team. And to me, that's the other big key in this game. Can the Cavaliers keep that trend going? If they do, if Virginia is able to force some of those mistakes from BYU, boy, is that big on the road. Dave Kane, altitude ready for Provo, Utah, having grown up uh, <laughs> in Denver, a mile high, the director of broadcasting for Virginia and play-by-play voice of the Cavaliers. Been great talking to you, Dave. Uh, you can follow Follow him at Wahoo Voice on Twitter. All right. Thanks, guys. And we all know what a Wahoo is now, so Wahoo Wah. <laughs> Dave Kane, Virginia Cavaliers Wahoo. play-by-play voice. I To quote him, I think BYU and Florida State are going to be the two toughest games on Virginia's schedule. Interesting. That included Louisville. I don't know if they have... Do they have Clemson? You know, we have another ranked team, North Carolina, out of the ACC. Like, yeah, there's some good teams. So that's that's notable. Really great insight, and we're getting some Twitter traction on this, and we agree. His voice does not match his picture at all. <laughs> Hello, Dave Kane here. Perfect voice, amazing look. Wow. Yeah, he. You, he's he said he gets that a lot. He looks like the guy that's like, oh hey, hey guys. I wish I had that uh, voice. No, he has an amazing. I wish I had that he has voice. An amazing I'm radio jealous. voice. He also said, "quote." Virginia realized they got away with one against BYU last year. That's how BYU fans feel, don't they? And <laughs> we feel like, yeah, yeah. It's like they Jamal's hands. <laughs> We're in the perfect season. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the leading scorer from BYU women's soccer, Ashley Hatch. This is BYU Sports Nation. Ash, smash. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall slowly starting to believe in the BYU Sports Nation. Believe it now. Please. Like Dallin Levitt, right? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I believed from the minute you told me about it. BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed at BYUSportsNation.com. One lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. Everyone right now is like, well, what if it's not Miami? Or whatever ball game BYU plays in. Fiesta? With our BYU Sports Nation Take Your Fandom to South Beach contest, all you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. One word. The contest ends October 4th. It's that easy, people. It's that easy. Get Follow it done. BYU Sports Nation. Send any tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. Today's trending topics, the college football playoffs, and more importantly, the New Year's Six. How does BYU get in? Jeremy and I have put together a list of must-dos. It starts with winning every game and being ranked in the top ten. Yep. No, it's, it's that easy. easy. It's easy. Yeah, just win every game. <laughs> Cougar Stats chimed in uh, on Twitter and said that they're – in the BCS era, there's not been a team that's been undefeated. If you're undefeated, you're in the you're in the top ten. Top ten. Yep. So yeah, great, great chances for BYU to get into the before New the bowl six. game. That is true. Yes, women's volleyball beat Idaho State in three last night on the road, and women's soccer back on track. That said, Ash Smash Ashley Hatch, 
on BYU Sports Nation. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. <laughs> Your Twitter handle is Ash underscore smash underscore 33. I, we found out that you're, you're new to the Twitter game. How did welcome you, <laughs> to you. Twitter. How did you come up with your Twitter handle? Um, well, actually, it was my freshman year. Erica Owens just started calling me Ash Smash, and then it kind of stuck, and everyone started calling me that. So I just kept it because I liked it. <laughs> of course, Erica Owens would be involved in this in some way. Of course. She has so much personality. She's still involved in the program. Okay, yes. th- we need to follow up on this. So we heard, remember at the Y Awards how Erica was like, yeah, and you know, I'm not married yet, and I'm leaving BYU, and like made this like desperate plea. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. So rumor has it that someone reached out to her, and she was like, nah. Oh, really? Whoa! Come on, if you're going to be desperate in the pulpit, you got to at least go out once, right? I didn't hear about that, so I don't know. You have to check up with her. Okay, you've worn a couple of different jersey numbers uh, through your freshman year, and now you're number 33. How did you settle on number 33? Number three. Well, freshman year, I actually wanted to be number 33, and I was. But the first, like, two games, I didn't have my jersey or something was wrong with it, so I had to be number 15. And I scored a goal, actually, that game, and Jen was like, you should keep it. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to give 33 a shot, so I kept 33. Well, it worked it seems out. Like, yeah, it seems like it's yeah. worked out, especially in the last game. You get two goals, a career high for you against Long Beach State. What was it like to put two in the back of the net? Uh, it was a relief, you know, just working hard and finally getting two goals. It was nice. What did the Long Beach State win mean for this team now that you've had time to process it and you've been struggling, you avoided what would have been a program first four match losing streak. So what did that win the way you did it mean? Um, it meant a lot. I mean, it just showed that our team, we don't give up and we've been working hard in practice and that win, we knew it was going to come like we felt it. You know, we had a good game against LSU. Unfortunately, we didn't get the results that we wanted, but we knew that the next game was ours. So. And Thursday, yeah, you mentioned the 4-3 loss to LSU, but you got three goals in the back of the net, and then you then you get a couple more against Long Beach. Do you feel like the drought's over? Like, okay, we're going to put yes. score more goals. You score five in the last two. Yes, the, the drought is definitely over. <laughs> what's what's going to be different from here on out that maybe you guys learned the last two games to, hey, we're going to score more goals? Uh, I think the confidence. We have confidence in each other, and our, our forward line and our midfield have been connecting a lot better. So hopefully we'll see a lot more goals coming. You get the Oregon Ducks out of the Pac-12 on Thursday, and there's this royal theme for the game. Tell us about that. There is this royal theme. We have royal jerseys that Jen promised us, so we're going to be repping the royal. Awesome. We're going to be handing out shirts, so I got you guys. Nice. Thank you. She's brought the goods. Sweet. (laughs) These other shirts we'll be handing out for the first, I think, 4,000 fans, so we better get more than that there to support us. First 4,000? Yes. You expect a huge crowd. That's great. Yes, we're expecting a lot. Yeah. So. These, these look really nice. BYU yeah. soccer on the front, royal blue. I love it. We'll tweet out a picture at BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Sounds Thank good. you for bringing these. Yes, It's really nice. Uh, it, b- big game with Oregon. You guys play a really tough schedule. Like, is there? Uh, does it make it easier to play that many tough games because you are just, hey, we play a tough schedule no matter what, in conference, out of conference, all that? Yeah, I mean, it keeps us, it definitely keeps us working hard, and it's good for us. It makes us better. I don't think we'd be where we are now without the tough schedule that we've had. So, Can you hear anything from the crowd during the game? Like, do you hear individuals, or is it kind of like just this blur and you're in the zone? What's that like as a player? Um, it's, a, it's both, I guess. Like, during the game, like, while the game's going on, like, it's kind of a blur. But, like, for corner kicks or whatever, goal kicks, I can hear a few things that people are saying. So... It's funny. It's good. <laughs> what are some of the things that you occasionally hear? Um, 
Like people you know or just random no, people? No, just random people. Probably freshmen. But <laughs> <laughs> it's always the freshmen. Wait, it's why, probably boys, Why too. would you say that? I don't know. They're kind of crazy, but they're awesome. <laughs> we love our fans. You know, they're just always supportive and... Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> was that part of the draw to get you to BYU, or were, were you going to come here anyways? Um, you know, I've always wanted to come to BYU, but then just watching their games before I got here, I was like, man, that must be awesome to play in front of that many fans, and it has been awesome. So. And the TV element, obviously, we're a part of that, and that changes the game, but do you get reaction from family, friends across the country that watch? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. You know, I think it's like... It's brought my family together a little bit, just like my family, like my grandma. She's gotten so into soccer now, just being able to watch it on BYU TV. And just family from all over the U.S. has been able to watch it, so it's awesome. Ashley Hatch. Shameless plug, had to do it. Yes. <laughs> Ashley Hatch, the leading goal scorer for BYU women's soccer thus far with four. Uh, the Cougars have Oregon on Thursday. A game you can watch live on BYU TV. There's this, Jeremy and I were having this discussion before the show. There's this urge after you score a goal to like, Sprint and Run! do backflips and like <laughs> no! freak out and you know celebrate yeah. it. Why? Why should shouldn't you be conserving your energy really though? Should you just like calm and be like, yes, I just scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. What's what's the proper uh, you know atti- attitude or com- behavior once you score a goal? Um, I don't know. Go crazy, I guess. I don't know. It's just the like, best feeling ever. So I usually just jump because I'm so excited, but. I don't know, everyone's different. <laughs> do you feel it? Like, okay, you jo- you know, you celebrate, you jog back to the midfield, the kickoff, and then you're like, whoa, I'm tired. Or do you try and go get a drink of water real quick from the bench, you know? Yeah, you I definitely feel like, oh, dang, that was tiring, but it was so worth it, so. Ashley yeah. Hatch with us on BYU Sports Nation. We want, we would love some sort of, like, visual shout-out. After you score your next goal, <laughs> you could, like, flash, like, a B or something for BYU. Like, being sign language can, or something. Can, yeah. can you do that for us? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes! Sure, I'll do something. Just tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> what do, let's, do let's do uh, Let's do B in the air. So, B in sign language. So, it's like this? Yeah, I think B. that's it, right? I'm pretty sure. Do you want me to put it in the air? Do you want me to, like, point to someone with it? No, just do it in the air. Put it in the air. Okay, okay. Our cameras will find you. We'll find (laughs) you. Our, like, 18 cameras will find you. Like, it'll be be fine. It'll be awesome. Okay, sounds good. Um, I heard that you have some pregame rituals. Yes. Can you tell us about some of those? Um, sure. Uh, everyone's different. I personally like to listen to my beats and stretch on the field before the game. Um, What, What songs? What songs are in the beats? Um, have you heard of Fancy? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jamal, yes. Williams, Jamal Williams' <laughs> favorite have. song. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I like that song. I know, just a lot of upbeat songs. I love Taylor Swift. I know it's not much of a pump up, but I love listening to her. Everyone needs a little T-Swift in their <laughs> yes, life. Yes, of course. <laughs> I like to straighten my hair and put it up a certain way with the headband. So there's lots of small things okay. like to do. You also, you also take pictures. I've seen on Twitter you take pictures with some of your teammates of you, like, jumping in the air. Yes, like, on the on away games, uh, me and usually it's Elena, Casey, Britton. We like to take a picture with the other team's, like, mascot or their, like, logo. So it's kind of a ritual we do for away games. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, the, the defenders, I know they, like, spit yeah. <laughs> right? Will you tell us about that? Like um, marking the territory or something? It's like secretive to the defenders. Like they don't tell us about it. You can only figure Ooh. out when you're a defender. Really? Yes. The Illuminati? Is that what's going on with okay. the defenders? Yeah. What's well, well, something like the four of them like get around, you know, get next to each other and then they lean over and they spit like this is our turf or something? Yeah. They, like, they like, all what say, they say something. They all something? say something. I don't know what they say. I have handshakes with all my forward 
buddies and one with a goalkeeper and some with yeah, we all have our little handshakes. They're like clicks to. within the team. Mm. Yes, they are. Awesome. <laughs> but you all come together. Yes, okay. of course. We have one big cheer for the game, so that's what ours is. <laughs> Back-to-back West Coast Conference championships for this squad. Uh, you started the season ranked in the top 25, but you were behind Santa Clara and Portland. Now here comes Pepperdine. How does BYU win a third consecutive conference championship in such a loaded conference? Um, we just play how we know how to play and start winning and scoring. That's all we got to do. And Oregon is next. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for thanks bringing for the shirts. Yes, do you course. mind sizing our ri- sizing? Do you mind signing our Rise Up flag? I'd love to. Awesome. <laughs> you can sign it with your Twitter handle or whatever you want. Yeah, yeah whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Good luck tomorrow. We, we're yes. looking forward to the uh, B in the air. Okay, yes, I'll definitely do it. Awesome. <laughs> We need to give her the BYU Sports what Nation is, karma. What is a B? Is it B with the, the thumb in the middle of the palm? Yes. Okay, that's karma. a B. That's a B. It? You have BYU that's Sports it. Nation that's karma, yeah. by the way, Ashley. I've oh, heard, we gave it to I've her. heard of yeah. this karma. Yeah. yeah. We just gave it to you. <laughs> we'll enjoy it tomorrow. Ashley okay, Hatch, BYU good. Women's Soccer. BYU wide receiver Nick Kurtz coming out for BYU practice today. That's up next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B, keeping it real. Hey, tomorrow night, Thursday, 9 Eastern, women's soccer versus Oregon. Don't miss it. Uh, We just talked to Ashley Hatch. Uh, She has the BYU Sports Nation karma. She's going to throw up a B in sign language, which we finally figured out at the end of the segment. Uh, as a reference to us, when she scored. That's very exciting. It was a go-fast, go-hard delivery of the BYU Sports Nation call. Yeah. When you, when you do a live show, stuff happens, people. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what chance do you give BYU football, not soccer, to get into a New Year's Six bowl game? Andrew Maples, at Dr. underscore EW Maples. 100% chance of beating UVA. Man. That's as bold as I'll get. When I travel to Boise, I'm hoping for 7-0 BYU versus 6-1 Boise State. Is, like, is everyone like married to cliches here? You're not the players! The next game is Virginia. Yes, I'm very aware of that. Uh, what if BYU goes undefeated? That's the idea. Isn't the, the possibility more exciting than the reality? It's being discussed by every yeah. different national I'm, publication. I guess I'm just kind of amazed at, uh, like, hey, just worry about Virginia. You know, it's like, hey, what if they do win all the games? If Chances are they don't, but what if they do? Some BYU football news out of practice today about wide receiver Nick's Kurtz. We, Nick Kurtz, we just got it uh, from Guy Holiday, the wide receivers coach. He said that Nick could be back for the Utah State game. Says he will start running soon. However, and this, however. Is, this is a big however, the possibility of a red shirt for Nick Kurtz is, is still very much out there. Quote of Guy Holiday, if it's to our advantage where the red shirt will benefit Kurtz as a person, then we've got to look at that, end quote. Yeah, what do you do if you're BYU? Do you go, ooh, let's go all in, let's bring him back uh, for game five against Utah State. Luckily, BYU is a bye week next week. Uh, and then Utah State. So basically two and, a, two and a half, two weeks, two days from now, could he play possibly? Do you, is it worth it if it's the sixth game? Do you, do you redshirt and save him for next year and then the next year because he has two years to play? Those are some interesting questions. I, I think it depends on his health. If he can make the Utah State game and he's ready, let's go. Because you're all in on this season. Also, what if BYU loses to Virginia? Then that may, then that may, what? Why would you even say that? Why would you even say that? 
what what's the possibility? You know, if if BYU doesn't beat Virginia, then you think, well, maybe we save him for next year. I don't know. He's a good receiver. Maybe BYU's best receiver. Exactly. He was the best receiver in fall camp, according to multiple reports. Yeah. From yeah. what we and saw, he he was dynamite. We don't know if he's, you know, another Mitch Matthews, which is a good receiver, flashy at times, a three touchdown game against Utah State, or a catch here or there. Jordan Leslie's the guy right now. Is he another Jordan Leslie? BYU could benefit from that for sure. If he's healthy, I want him in. Like having seen yes. every snap possible. Of practice, the dude can ball. He is really good. He's not just a six six guy. He's a I will take this out of the air six six. Do you guy. want Nick Kurtz to play at Central Florida? Absolutely. Yeah. At Boise State, you better believe it. At Cal, uh huh. I would say yeah. in I would say in the end, go all in on this season. Do it. Maximize the potential of what this year could become. And you have to think Nick wants to play. I mean, he's oh, he's dying to play. Yeah, but but do you? minimize the opportunity with him by playing him this season because he's already missed at least four games. What chance do you give BYU to get into a New Year's Six Bowl game? If Nick Kurtz is playing, I like my chances better because he's that dynamic of a player. It's, that's just how I feel. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Tyler Smith, 8890. The only way I see it happening is if BYU is undefeated and if every second-place Power 5 conference team has two losses. Yeah, a lot has to happen. But what BYU can control is going undefeated and then then you're in the top ten. Win them all, you're, you're in the top ten, your chances are great. Then you're one of those five or six yes. at-large bids. By the way, Devon Blackman interviewed, got this quote from at Mitch underscore Harper. Our playbook is confusing. There is not a lot of base plays. He's... Devon Blackman's focusing on the playbook, but he says it's confusing. Hmm. Well. It's I, a short time to figure it out. He, I, he d- yeah, he doesn't have a ton of time to, to get it ready to go. Let's simplify it for the guy so we can get him on the field. He played about 20, 25 snaps last game, and I would imagine he's going to see more field time as he becomes more comfortable with the playbook. It's Mitchell Juergens and kind of Devon Blackman there. And to me, Mitchell Juergens basically turned it over twice in the last game, and so you need to look at another option for net, for the short term. Okay, uh, I just got this tweet from at Kevin Nixon 33 Hey, Spence, will you smack Jerem upside the head for me for saying if BYU loses to Virginia, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Wait, that's just like saying if BYU goes undefeated. It's just a hypothetical. <laughs> By the way, Jordan, Le- <laughs> interviews just happened. Hey, Kevin, I can get you a pair of blue goggles if you want. <laughs> If if Jamal Williams okay uh, Jamal Williams was just interviewed a few minutes ago, Jordan Leslie joined the conversation of media reporters, put his phone in, and asked Jamal about himself. <laughs> Jamal, what do you think of Jordan Leslie? <laughs> did, did Jamal even look at him? I, I hope th- I hope he was. I think Jamal answered some questions, <laughs> like it was multiple questions from Jordan about Jordan. That's great. At Weather Aviation nineteen eighty four, make that two smacks. <laughs> Boom, people. Come on! <laughs> How dare you speak such blasphemy, Jerry? What are the possibilities? That's impossible. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around. Another guy back in the NFL with the practice squad and BYU women's volleyball, ranked number 12 and getting it done last night. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Help when you need it most. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. You know what time it is, my friend? Time for the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. 
I'll start reading at this point. The Washington Redskins <laughs> signed Hebron Van Gupo to the practice squad, which is great news. Congratulations. Women's volleyball. 12th-ranked BYU beat Idaho State on the road in three sets Tuesday night. Senior Tambor Nobles led the Cougars with 12 kills and 7 digs. Friday night, the Cougars host Utah live on BYU TV at nice. 9 Eastern. Golf. The women's team finished 12th at the Dick McGuire Invitational in Albuquerque Tuesday. Yes. Leah Garner led the Cougars after three rounds at two over. Next week, the Cougars compete in Pullman, Washington. I'm glad and relieved you got that pronunciation of Albuquerque right. I worked really hard on that. Good work, my friend. Tomorrow on Breaking the show, bad. Michael Alisa back for BYU Football All Access and the head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers, Mike London. We had him on uh, in the summer, so excited to have him back. Also, Friday, Nate Austin's going to break down the football team for us. He's a big football <laughs> Nobody fan. breaks down the BYU football Cougars like BYU basketball center Nate Austin. Yeah, that's, and hey, Child Kilton and Nate Austin, you may notice something on the set today mm. that is orange. Yeah, uh, there is a basketball up here. This, this just <laughs> in for at UCLA grad 90. Hashtag BYUSN. I'm waiting for my invite. Jamal's mother, Nicole. You will be on the show. At some point. Yes. We'll get you on. That's going to happen. This week's looking a little stuffed. Listen, but maybe next week. The Williams family Utah State has week. tons of personality. They're great yeah. in the stands. Our BYU TV cameras catch them, and Nicole's like going crazy. The uncle's aunts, cousins, friends. Like, it's awesome. His uncle. We got a hat that uh, Jamal's uncle made. We did. With the 21 on it. Jamal on the did set. tell us he was going to give us one of his grill mouthpieces, too. Yeah. I want game worn up here. <laughs> you want a game worn mouthpiece? Do. Yeah. I'm not going to put it in my own mouth, you weirdo. I'm just going to put it on the set. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll, you know, wash it before we put it up here. But okay. Uh, Child Kilton weighs in. The set has never looked better. Well done. At Child Kilton. You mean Kyle Chilton? No, I'm calling him Child Kilton because that's our new name for him. <laughs> Today's Twitter question. What percent chance do you give BYU to get into a New Year's Six bowl game? You got tweets. At Kellen, 5. 84%. Just to keep us humble and focused. Is that 84% because of the 1984? I don't know. Who has the Rise and Shout? The Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Ashley Hatch. Yes. Personality. It's great. Hey, thanks to everyone that joined the program. Dave Kane, Ashley Hatch, everyone on our crew. Follow the show on social media and MySpace. <laughs> For Jerem. We're not on MySpace. You're right. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Quinn Gooch. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow on Radio Vision at noon Eastern.